The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 147. In Myanmar, it's common to make kissing noises to get a waiter or waitress's attention. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who has been with me through almost all of my life freakouts and definitely all of my travel freakouts, my constant travel companion and wife, Heather. Hey, Heather. Hey, everyone. And we are sitting here in the Cherry Guest House in the middle of Yangon, Myanmar. 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 Excuse me, or Burma, whichever you prefer. And we're not going to get too much into the Cherry Guest House right now because it does play a part in one of our freakouts that we're going to be talking about later. But safe to say it is not the Ritz-Carlton. I have no comment. Or even a Motel 6. So we're here in the Cherry Guest House, and we're recording this podcast about our two big travel freakouts here in Myanmar. And we'll refer to it as Myanmar, maybe Burma throughout. And we're doing this for three separate reasons, three reasons total. One, everyone likes to hear about other people's ridiculous antics, and we are here to entertain the people, right, Eth? Absolutely. Are you not entertained? You're such a dork. Do you know what that's from? <laughs> the Gladiator. Yeah, I just thought too, there's probably people out there because the Gladiator is pretty old that if they're younger, they may not even know what the Gladiator is, what Gladiator is. What a great movie. All right. The second thing that we're here to do, we want to show you importantly that no matter how much you travel or how quote unquote good at it you are or how prepared you are for the trip or whatever, that inevitably you have moments where it's going to get tough or it isn't what you expect. And you might then break down a little bit and you might have these what we call travel freakouts. And that's okay. So by telling you kind of a behind the scenes look of our travel freakouts, why they happen, we're in essence telling you it's okay to freak out every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Right? So you don't mind that I freaked out the other day. Well, the third, that leads me into the third thing, and that is to give you the lessons or takeaways that we learned from these freakouts so that hopefully we won't act the same the next time on both sides of the coin. To be fair, I will say, even before we get into this, that Heather's freakout was much more milder than mine. We're basically just having her tell her so that I don't feel like too much of a fool. Mine was a much more full scale freak out. Yeah, I just have to agree with that. <laughs> and before we get into it, guys, today's show is sponsored by our good friends over at Tortuga. On this trip, we're going Istanbul. Now we're in Mia. We were in Istanbul. We're now in Burma. We're going to Thailand. We're going to Cambodia. We're going back to Thailand. We might be going to Japan. I have decided that I am just rocking my Tortuga Air. So they've just put out a new product, Tortuga Air. It's a smaller bag than their regular Tortuga. I got my hands on one 
And I don't know, maybe much to Heather's chagrin, I'm rocking this Tortuga Air. Well, only because it's so tiny that you have no extra space for any purchases I make along the way. And it's just too small, I think. But for you, for extra purchases. For extra so when, stuff. when you buy extra stuff at the market, you're going to have to put it in your own bag. But I am rocking the Tortuga Air. It's awesome. Like I said, it's a brand new product from those guys. It's the bigger one's about 44 liters. I believe this is about 35 liters. And I was really happy the other day. We hopped on a tuk-tuk and they were throwing everyone's backpacks on top. Everyone's big backpacks were going on top and then everyone's carrying their little bags with them in the, you know, in the back of the, of the tuk-tuk in the back of the pickup there. And I got on and they didn't take my Tortuga Air from me. They thought it was my small pack and it was actually my large pack. So I'm a bit of a nerd like Trav's that. Trav's so impressed with himself. I'm so impressed. I'm always trying to go smaller and smaller. So if you want to check out Tortugas, if you need a, a backpack, whether it's a Tortuga Air or the regular size Tortuga, Check it out, TortugaBackpacks.com. Remember, if you are going to get one, use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capitals. You'll get 10% off your order. All right, let's get into our freakouts. You guys want to be entertained. So since I'm a gentleman, at least right now, not during my freakout, I wasn't, I'm going to give you the option, Heather, of either going first or second. Because we both have a freak out that we're going to tell. Yeah, I'm not sure because my freak out is so small compared to yours. I don't know if it'll make you feel better to go first or worse. Well, you decide. Just <laughs> why don't you go first? We'll build to the climax of the well, trip. Well, yours started at the beginning of the trip. So I think that we should actually do yours first and then we'll do mine. All right. There we go. Hey, you get to make the decision. So, so set the scene here for these people. We Well, first of all, before we left for Myanmar, like maybe a week before... I was trying to do a lot of research about the country and about the trip, you know, pretty last minute. And I was a little bit freaked out myself before we left because I felt really overwhelmed, with like finding the accommodations, getting in between the cities. I was like, I understand why people go on tours because I just felt like we should have everything booked in advance and everything planned out. But it was impossible to do from the States. So what we ended up doing was just booking the first hotel in Mandalay, which was our first stop. Uh, we flew straight into Mandalay and we booked two nights at a pretty nice hotel. Like I did a little research research and it was about 50 US dollars a night and we were there the first day we like just go pretty hard we rent motorbikes well and we should say that this is probably the hardest traveling we've done in the last year so you know a, a lot of the past travels that we've done in the last year have been going back to places we've been before or places that are easier because Europe it's Europe or, or things like that so this is the first place that we hadn't been to that was uh, more difficult since we were in China last February so this was the hardest traveling we know people are nice here but it's a, it's it's much grittier than Thailand um, that's going to be one of the things that leads to this freak out. It's, you know, we haven't been here or anything like that. It's much harder to get information. Lonely Planet actually came out with a guidebook again in 2014. But before that, the only guidebook that they had done for it was like five or six years old. And it's totally out of date because the country's just been opened up to mass tourism in the last three or four years. I wouldn't even say mass tourism, but tourism in general in the last three or four years. So there was not much information, as Heather said. And we went give you a little thing on our itinerary. We went from Mandalay, then down to Inlay Lake, then over to Bagan, and now we are in Yangon, the uh, the former capital, the biggest city, and Mandalay is the second biggest city. So we get into Mandalay, Hath, and you had already booked us two nights at at a decent hotel for 50 bucks. Yeah, something, something Pearl Hotel, but yeah. And so, you know, we had heard that the accommodations were 
going to be more expensive and not as good as Thailand and other Southeast Asian countries. So the the going rule of thumb was twice as expensive as Thailand and not as nice. So if you're going to pay 20, 25 bucks in Thailand, you're going to pay 50 bucks here and it's not going to be as nice as that place in Thailand. And that has definitely held true. For sure. So we arrive in Mandalay. Actually, the first night we arrived late in the evening and we kind of just passed out. The next morning we wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. Right. We wait until seven o'clock to get breakfast at the hotel. Then we immediately get a motorbike and we just hit the road and we go outside Mandalay and we explore all day long, found these really cool ancient cities. And I mean, that was a good day. We had, in essence, a perfect travel day. I mean, we woke up early because we were still jet lagged. And that worked to our advantage. We got a motorbike and we love getting motorbikes in places. A lot of cities here in Myanmar, you cannot get motorbikes. Mandalay, you can. Uh, It's not as crazy as even Chiang Mai. So riding a motorbike wasn't that bad. And we had heard about those ancient cities. There's three ancient cities kind of outside of Mandalay. And we just, we found them. Do we have a map? We had a map from our hotel and it was pretty easy. It was like a strip. We made like three turns and we were on a road for like 25 or 30 minutes. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was just really exciting, really fun, lots of cool architecture, and people were really nice. And so we felt like, okay, you know, we're in Myanmar. It's not a very well-traveled path, and here we've had, like, a really good day. It was the perfect day for people for, for that, oh, this is an undiscovered place type thing. We don't have any real recommendations. We don't exactly know what we're doing, and sometimes... That can be awesome, like this first day, and sometimes that can lead to freakouts, like day two. So day two, again, we wake up early because of the jet lag, and we decided not to rent a motorbike this day and just to have a bicycle. Our hotel had free bicycles. So we decided to just stay in the city of Mandalay and bike around. They have like their ancient palace that you can go see and quite a few temples right there in Mandalay. So we get these bikes, and they're not the nicest bikes. My bikes, it's supposed to have six gears. Mine has two what else had that? It has a broken, broken seat. seat. I can't put the seat up or down, so it's really low because a lot of Burmese people are short. So I, you know, it's hard for me to pedal. Uh, Heather's bike is a little better, but not much better. And we're just biking around Mandalay, and we decide, okay, first, you know, we got we did get a little bit of a late start, did we not? I mean, we didn't get out on the bikes until ten because I remember us being fairly hungry. Weren't we going to go try to find lunch? Yeah, get some coffee and stuff. So we went to this cafe that was recommended on some website of like the top ten places to eat in in Mandalay. So again, setting the scene, we don't have a guidebook. We have no recommendations. I'm someone who loves getting recommendations from either other people, you know, or using a guidebook at least as a base. We don't have any of that, and so we had found a website and they gave these ten places to eat. So we decided to seek one of them out, and it was called the city cafe and it was right across from the mandalay palace and as soon as you go by you know it's going to be a western joint and again we had only been here for two days so we didn't need western food or anything like that and but you go through and it has signs like fish and chips pizza this and that so heather wants to get a cappuccino so we stop in so i got a coffee and the food you know is kind of uninspired so we just decide to only get the coffee and then go across the street and explore the palace so Oh, actually, you know, what we had done is after the coffee, we were hungry. So we decided to try to bike and find this other restaurant that was recommended, like a Burmese restaurant. We couldn't find it. We were on all these back roads. It was like 25 minutes of looking. Not a big deal. It was actually pretty fun. At this point, 
Mind you, this is a good day so far. We, we couldn't find the restaurant, and so we go to the palace, and we go in the palace, and the palace is really cool. They had an awesome watchtower that you could go up and kind of see the whole grounds, and it was, it was neat, and we got to get some good shots, and we got to wander around, and the palace was you know not the most spectacular thing we had ever seen, but it was definitely a cool spot. So then we leave the palace, and we're really hungry by this point. So we're like, where can we go find food? And we're looking, you know, through like some screenshotted <laughs> things on my iPhone. That's a trick that we use when we don't have internet. Is we will, well, when, when we, we have internet, right. we get on Heather's phone, we screenshot it, as so it's a picture, and we can look at it later on. So anyway, we are, we can't find any food, so we go back to the city cafe and we decide we'll just share what is on the menu, a chicken sandwich. Okay, that can't be too bad. Well, the chicken sandwich comes out and it's like a piece of two pieces of white bread with like the crust cut off and like no chicken in it and just mayonnaise. Yeah, it was little slivers of white bread with mayonnaise in it. It was it was, I don't know. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. I ate a little bit because I was then starting to get hungry, but we left. So by now we're in a little bit of a... A funk. Yeah, we're just like, we don't know where to go to eat. You know, one of our favorite things to do when we travel is to find these places that are recommended to eat. You know, we like to let you guys know cool places to eat. And so when we're not able to find these places, it becomes a little discouraging. So then we bike around a little more. And it's getting hot by now. And we bike around and we go to a few more of the temples. And they're they're pretty cool, including the world's largest book. Tell them about the world's largest book. Because we went to about five temples in the outside of the palace. And the only one that was really cool was the world's largest book. So there is a temple where there are, I think, 729 beautiful white stupas or pagodas. I'm not even sure how to describe how big they are, like maybe the size of a small room. And each one has a marble carved tablet with a page of a book in it. Right. So, so it's a 729 page book, but they've taken each page and inscribed on one of a marble tablet and put each tablet in its own pagoda, like own white pagoda, which is fascinating and crazy and i'm not sure why they did it but it's really neat and it's really cool to see it's really beautiful so that was a really cool experience to see that i had never even heard about it or read about it before so it was completely a surprise venture it's like 4 30 by that point and again we still haven't eaten and we get back on the bikes and our you know we had probably cycled a good 10 kilometers by this point like five miles and so we are and we were about five miles away from our hotel at least and we go to seek out this restaurant that was also in the top 10 restaurants to eat at with city cafe and i should tell you too mandalay is super super dusty and i don't mean like oh it's dusty like other southeast asian cities if you've been here it's It's like like sand everywhere and the roads aren't very developed like some of them are still just a dirt road and there's a lot of traffic so when you're biking you're just getting literally covered in from head to toe in dust basically mandalay is an interesting city with a few temples worth seeing but as far as like a tourist scene there are no restaurants that really cater to any tourist i mean it doesn't even have to be a west restaurant just to have like a sign that we can read to find the restaurant there's nothing like that anywhere so we get off the beaten path and we find this restaurant this person recommended and we sit down and it's just a bunch of food sitting out at the counter and you just point to what you want we got some stuff and it was average at best i mean it wasn't great and so now we haven't had a lot of food and and you know whatever so we decided to bike 
back to the hotel. And by now it's getting dark. So it's probably like 6 p.m. and we haven't had much food. And we bike back to the hotel. And then we get to the hotel and what happens? I don't remember. Well, I just freak out. Oh, this is when the freak out happens. I thought it was after we went to the Indian place, but that was the next day? That was the next day. This, Which was awful, too. Yeah. But so anyway. We get back to the hotel, and it's like 7 p.m. We have no internet. The town of Mandalay is shutting down. We're a little cranky. Well, I'm very cranky. We're tired. We haven't had much to eat. There was a decent restaurant in our hotel, which we actually went up to to get some fried rice. And I just get really flustered for whatever reason. You know, we had spent two whole days in Burma. Uh, We had had a great first day. The second day wasn't even bad. But I just, I guess I shouldn't ask you what was wrong with me. I should kind of figure it out on my own. But I don't really know what set me off. Well, I think that you were stressed out about a couple projects that you have going on, like with the business. And we're here we are in Myanmar. And it's supposed to kind of be like a digital sabbatical, mostly because we know that we're not going to have reliable internet. And I mean, this is some of the worst internet in the world. And actually, Mandalay was the best place we've had internet. I had these big projects that had just come up. Yeah, you're right. I totally forgot. And that started the freak. I started thinking, wait, we have 12 more days in this country. I have all these big projects I'm trying to get done. I can't even get on to get my my email. It literally, if it loads, it takes 10 minutes to load one page. How am I going to get this done? Why are we here? Today, we didn't get any good food. And it just leads to a torrent of me saying like, let's get out of here. Like we can book a flight from Mandalay to Chiang Mai, Thailand, where we love with great <laughs> internet, with great food that's cheap. I would say the reason I was freaking out was the lack of internet. And I had these projects. The day was not as great as we thought. Everything was more expensive. So here we are in a $55 a night hotel, not the end of the world, but we can get the same thing in Thailand for 20 bucks. And I just started saying, let's get out of here. This country sucks. Why am I going to spend 12 more days here? This is going to be awful. Uh, maybe using a few more choice words. I don't exactly uh, yeah. know. You were I kind in of rare form. You were in pretty rare form. And even though we knew going in that things were going to be more expensive and we knew going in that there wasn't going to be internet. It's just that when you're there and you're experiencing it and it's what you imagined, I guess, but it's somehow a little disappointing, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at 7, 8 p.m., we had nothing to do. There's nothing to do in Mandalay. There's not much nightlife. We didn't even know, like, a good restaurant to go out to or anywhere to hang out because it is a big city. So big cities are harder to find these things to do. Again, we have no guidebook, so we can't turn to that. We can't get on the internet, look anything up. So here I am sitting there at 7 p.m. thinking, well, what am I going to do? I literally have nothing to do. And I think it just drove me a little crazy. I thought I could be doing all this work that needs to get done, except I don't have the internet. I could be eating at great restaurants, except we don't know where they are. You know, I could be hanging out in a new city, except we don't even know where to go. And we've explored and there doesn't seem to be anywhere to go. So I just felt like I was wasting time. And when I waste time, that's what I think sets me off. Yeah. And you definitely, I mean, you definitely (laughs) didn't really enjoy... I mean, how long was the freak out? Because I don't really remember. Maybe 10, 15 minutes? Well, you freaked out. And I was like, okay, if you want to leave, you know, we can easily go down to Chiang Mai. But it seems like a waste since we have, you know, these other plans to go to Inle Lake and Bagan, which are like really cool hotspots in Myanmar. And 
after you calm down with that, we kind of like just didn't really talk. And I think I was reading a book and then you freaked out again, like over oh, something. I did a double freak a out. A double freak out. I don't really remember what it was for, but you were just like really grumpy and, and not having a good night. Yeah. And I think that that happens. And again, even talking about it, it I, I have to talk about it to even remember why it was, but it was, you know, the money and not having internet and it wasn't easy and I didn't even know why we were going to be there. Now, it does turn out like we did enjoy Mandalay, but the three places that we've gone after that, I think we've enjoyed much more. So I, I was also thinking, like, is this going to be what Myanmar is like? Is this going to be our experience? Like, we don't have any good restaurants. There's no good. I was yelling that there's no good food. If Heather wasn't there, I might have gone and just booked a you know fifty dollar plane ticket and gone down to Thailand and said forget this. But she said you. I remember you specifically saying like, well, it seems like a waste. We've done all this work to get here. We have other places. They're going to be different. I think I was yelling like, no, they're not. They're going to be worse, and their their internet's still going to suck, and there's not going to be any good food. How are we going to know what to do? And you know, it's just everything coming pouring out of me at once. I guess the big takeaway hath for me is that. A, it's okay to freak out. I'm glad that you were there and you didn't take it too seriously. And B, you know, just learn to relax. Like, oh, big deal. One night that I have nothing to do, like sit there and read a book. Although I couldn't download anything on my Kindle and we didn't have a book. But, you know, just, just to relax. I mean, maybe take a walk around the hotel. Even if stuff's shut, I could have enjoyed it. Yeah, actually, I think I left because you were being so obnoxious. And I went for a walk and it was like 9.30 or 10 at night. And there was literally nothing going on in the street. It was like pitch black. It's a big city. But again, it like has these blackouts and the electricity stuff's working. And so at like 9.30 at night, I didn't really want to walk more than a block. So it did feel, I think, the the atmosphere there felt a little bit Constricting. We were at a hotel. It wasn't like we had a guest out or a hostel with other travelers we could sit in the lobby and talk with. There was, yeah, it felt very constricting. I think that's a good word. But I think, again, I just, I, I have to remember too that the day before was amazing. And it was amazing because we didn't know what to do. And, you know, everything was new and we were naive. Sometimes that's really good being naive to a culture because you show up and you're just wowed by a lot of stuff. And while Thailand is really easy, we've been there a lot. So it doesn't, have the same wow factor always because we know what we're getting into. So just knowing that and accepting that and accepting there's going to be days or nights where it's not going to be as good, but there's also going to be days or nights where it's going to be really, really incredible because we don't know what we're doing. I think that's my biggest takeaway. Other than the fact that it's really nice to have you around that when I freak out, <laughs> you can just be like, all right, chill out. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Thank you. I also think that maybe you need food in order to not freak out. Like I, you need, not like, like you need a good recommendation. Like you I, like to find cool spots. And when I you can't it. find cool spots, you get a little bit grumpy. Writing down in my little moleskin notebook when we eat at a restaurant and some notes and then I can put it on the website or tell people who are saying, yeah, I'm going to Myanmar. I mean, we have like 10 different posts planned on just this trip because there is such little information about Myanmar that we want to get it out there to people so that they don't, you know, they aren't as in the dark as us. And I, I just love that. And so not having that and literally we don't have a single restaurant to recommend in Mandalay. I mean, I just have to realize it's okay. But yes, it, I'm in a much better mood when I know there's places that I can find that I can be like, yeah, go here if you're in Mandalay. It makes me feel a lot better because yes, it's a job, but it's also, it's just something I've always really, really liked is kind of finding hidden gems and telling other people about it or getting other people's hidden gems and finding them when we're out and about, which we didn't have 
up in Mandalay. But we had other places. And the whole trip, we will be doing a podcast just on Myanmar, on Burma, you know, and kind of telling you what we we did and what we did like and stuff like that. But that was my freak out, a massive freak out. Probably yeah. my biggest travel freak out in a while. Can you think yeah, of any other I ones I've had? I can't think of any recently. So, yeah, it was a bit shocking because usually you're pretty calm and collected. So, after Mandalay... So, I hope, I <laughs> hope you are entertained and that you take away that it's okay because me... You know, travel, quote unquote, expert here, freaking out after only two nights in a country. <laughs> and wanting to like bounce to another country. <laughs> Even though we have been looking forward to Myanmar for so long because it was remote and new. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah looking I mean, back on it, I'm just, I if I would have left, I would have been ruining that decision. You would have been pissed at yourself. Because we've had some amazing, amazing times. Yeah, and the thing with Myanmar, like one of the things that makes it so intriguing is because it isn't really westernized at all yet. It's so like going to Southeast Asia it's like before being in, Southeast Asia was really discovered as a backpacker's paradise. It's probably it's like being in Thailand, not that we were here, but this is what everyone says. It seemed like it being in Thailand 20 or 30 years ago, being in Bangkok 30 years ago. That's what this is like. That's what we wanted. It's hard then when you don't have the creature comfort. So like Wi-Fi or cool little guest houses or things like that, which brings us to Heather's mini freak out, which we're throwing in here too, because come on. We got to keep the people entertained. I can't be the only one making these goofy mistakes. So after Mandalay, we went down to Inlay and we had a great three days there. And we stayed at a pretty nice place, which was about 60 US dollars a night. So I had had about six nights and one overnight bus of pretty good accommodations. We had done three nights in each city and then two nights were overnight bus. So three in Mandalay, like you said, three in Inlay at the, what would you call it, mid... Mid scale, I don't know. There's, there's like, there's like range a, of a mid range hotel, and it was about sixty dollars, and it was newer, so like it had all this teak wood everywhere, and the bed was really comfortable, and the bathroom was nice, and the people at the front desk and they had a great breakfast. Yeah, as so, the accommodations kind of run like you have the cheap guest houses, which are like maybe t- ten to fifteen dollars for a dorm, or like twenty five to thirty five dollars for a double room, and then you have these like. Mid-range things are about 55 to to 70. 70 So we were in two mid-range things, one in Mandalay, which was nice, and one in Inlay, which was nice. And then after Inlay, Travis was kind of like jonesing for a guest house just because he wanted to save money, of Of course, course. but also to meet other travelers. You know, he's he's very social. So he was like, I just really want to meet more people and whatever. So I was like, okay, after man, after inlay, we can choose a guest house and we'll stay at a guest house. And I was not looking forward to it really because I knew that it was going to be probably pretty bad. And we ha- we don't really stay in guest houses like this anymore. I mean, we'll stay in guest houses, but they're always cute, boutique nice ones. But they don't really have those yet. Right, those don't really exist. In Myanmar. So we had to call this place because you couldn't book it online. So we had the front desk at our nice hotel call ahead for this one in Bagan. Which and, is a funny story in and of itself. Right. And this Because they were speaking English to each other on the phone. Right. And I thought, well, if you're going to be speaking English to the guest house, just put me on the phone because the girl at the front desk of our nice hotel's English wasn't that great. And I was trying to tell her to give me the phone and she like wouldn't. It was... It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. But anyway, we had booked two nights... Just at Shuena D because in because Stuart at Travelfish said you know it was a pretty decent place to stay, and other people we know had also stayed there. So we pull up to 
to Bagan and we get to the guest house and it's not terrible. I mean, as far as guest house go on a scale of one being the worst and 10 being the best, it was probably like a three. Yeah. The room was not bad. The itself. room wasn't terrible. The bathroom was a little the dire. bathroom was not great. And the problem mostly that I was upset about was there was no hot water. Right. But this isn't even where the freak out happened. No, but you I was like... You put up with this for three days. I put up with this for three days because we and booked a third night. learned to like no, it? No, no. Okay. I never well, really liked it, wrong. but it was fine. I mean, it was okay. And I, you know, took one for the team. I took one for Travis because And it was he, 25 bucks, which yeah. when you're in these countries is nice because if you're paying 60 for a hotel and you only pay 25, you have this like $35 of fun money. Our goal was to like kind of travel on $50 a day. Okay, well, that was my goal. I didn't really tell Heather that. Well, you can't do that when you're at a... Uh, hotel for 50 or 60 a night so we could keep it at about 50 in Burma if we wanted because food's fairly cheap and transport fairly cheap so it, it made me feel good that then we could like you know we bought some souvenirs and things like like even one thing I bought for 15 bucks is a souvenir the sand painting which I'm kind of now like oh man did I really buy that I, I don't feel that bad yeah because we were, we're at a cheap guest house it gives you places. some wiggle room so then when we're ready to leave Bagan after three days, we have to find a place to stay in Yangon. And Yangon is even harder to find accommodations because they don't have mid-range stuff here. They only have guest houses and then really expensive hotels. And, and we had read that the mid-range, the stuff that's priced mid-range is basically just as bad as the guest houses. Like everyone says, like it don't have any expectations. So we were thinking... Well, why are we going to book something for 50, 60, 70 if a night? If it's just going to be terrible. Anyway, so, you know, we decided that we would book at a guest house. And we actually did have a guidebook at this point that we had picked up. And, Knock off Lonely Planet for $6. Right. And so there were quite a few options in there. And we called like two guest houses that were pretty highly recommended. They were booked. So we literally booked the one that said, if, if, <laughs> if all other guest houses are full, this is a good backup option. This is a good backup budget option. So I'm all like right. thinking in my head, okay, this is going to be terrible. This is just going to be awful. So but whatever. We get on an overnight bus, which many, many freak out. Many, many freak out. We on get the on this overnight, overnight bus. bus. Our first day, overnight bus from Mandalay down to Inlay. The very first one was great. Yeah, we slept well. It was really nice. So we get on this overnight bus that they tell us is going to be the same. And instead of two big seats and then an aisle and one seat on the side, they called it two and one. It was a one, one, one. So there's like one seat, aisle, one seat, aisle, one seat. So which, basically. Who the heck, hold on. Why, this I got to go on a mini rant here. Okay. A lot of minis. Why the heck would you have two aisles on a bus? Why do you need two aisles? So it's a one, one, one. The seats are not near as comfortable. It's not as it's not as nice a night bus as the one to Mandalay. So Heather starts getting a little pissy on the night bus with a lot of people who can speak English around and she's just like, I have to calm her down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I was just like kind of pissed off because the seats were so much smaller and it was going to be longer than the other overnight bus we had taken. It was like a 10 or 12 hour bus. Yeah. Anyway, I so was I drugged just like, her out with some ibuprofen PM. Well, yeah. you took it yourself. And it was fine. I mean, it was like a mini, like three minute freak out. So then we arrive at five o'clock in the morning right. to the bus station in Yangon. And we're with two other travelers we had met along the way. And we're all four of us staying at the same guest house. So we negotiate a taxi to take us to our guest house. And 
He drops us he off. He had no idea where he was going. He took us to like the Shangri-La, which, which is a $200 hotel. At the, the and cheapest tells us to get room off. is $200. And we're like, this, but wait, this is the guest wait, house we've scored. Wait, this was after he'd got pulled over and gotten out of the car two separate times to ask random people on the street where our guest house was. And then he takes us to the Shangri-La and is like, here you are. And we're like, no, I'm this like, is I not. I hope this is the guest house. It wasn't, obviously. Well, obviously not. And then, you know, he gets out of the car and he finds another random person walking down the street who happens to speak a little, a Burmese person who happens to speak a little bit of English. And he's telling through this Burmese person as a translator, telling us that he can't take us any further. Just get out of my taxi. Basically, you don't even have to pay me, but I can't help you anymore. And we're so, like, and dude, it's like six o'clock the in the morning on your phone. He had a phone. He wouldn't do that. He had driven us 45 minutes. Anyway, he's telling us get in another taxi. I'm like, so where that is, is another taxi? Yeah. So that is I what mean, we did. We got in another taxi. We did give the guy some money. He was going to leave without, but we felt bad because he'd driven us all the way from the airport or the bus station. So we gave him some, anyway, we get in our taxi. This guy goes around the block. We were actually only like a block and a half, two yeah. blocks away. So there was, it was just kind of a really frustrating experience. So then we see the cherry guest house. We see the guest house and it's, you know, on this street where there are some other guest house, but it's looks like it's Chinatown. I don't know if you can imagine Chinatown areas in Southeast Asian cities. It's like the first two or three floors of every building is like a radio repair shop or a newsstand or a cigarette joint or a convenience store or whatever. And then there's like just eight stories above it and it's they're all falling down and it's really crowded and they're doing construction. So you actually have to walk across planks to get over from the road onto the sidewalk that doesn't really exist. It's a little dire. I mean, now that we've been here, the road is kind of fun it's not nice sure once you get accustomed to it but that's not even the worst part okay so the worst part is you know it's 6 30 in the morning and we're checking in and really we can't shouldn't check in until two like normal but you know when you come from the overnight bus a lot of places will accommodate you and let you check in early so we get in to the the guest house and they say that they we had booked two private rooms with our own private bathrooms because that's just something that we always try yes. to do have if our possible. own bathroom yeah. <laughs> seems simple to most people but it's not always the case when you're traveling in other countries especially asia so we get into the front desk and they say that they have two rooms and the one room both rooms are shared bathroom and the one room has a double bed and the other room has two twin beds. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, we don't mind. We'll just take this. And then when the other private rooms come become available, we'll just change. And the guy was like, no, you can't change. We're too busy. So you have to take this room or you have to wait until 2 p.m. Till, or 2 until PM. someone checks out of the until private room. Until someone checks out he of didn't the know private when they were room. Check out. And then you can go in it then. But we're not going to like let you have a room and then clean that room and then have you move. And clean a second room. Basically, basically, we had nowhere to go at 6.30 a.m. And so, you know, I was a little bit irritated. We were with another couple who was traveling with us. And we were like, who wants to take this room with a double bed? And I was like, well, I don't want it because I do not want to share a bathroom. Like, I will just wait 
for the sh- this private Yeah, we checked place. out the shared bathroom. It was-, it was disgusting. Let me paint the scene for you. First of all, I had to use the bathroom. So there is a bathroom with just a toilet, and then there is the bathroom with a shower and a toilet. So I just had to pee. So I'm like, okay, I'll just use the regular toilet without the shower. And I push open the door because it's not closed. And there's like a person straddling the toilet backwards with his like head on the top of the toilet just like hanging out in the dark of this bathroom and i was like okay clearly this bathroom is occupied i guess i'll go use the shared shower toilet bathroom i walk in there it is the most disgusting bathroom i may have ever seen in in a building in a guest house okay I mean, I've seen more disgusting bathrooms like on the the side of the road at the bus stop. Okay. But this is a guest house. And I guess I should maybe lower my voice because we're in the guest house right now that I'm talking about. But there's hair all over the place. Like the drink. I really, I'm going to stop because I don't want to gross our listeners out. It was deplorable. And I was just like, I can't handle this. So when we go up to the front desk, I just said to him, I, you know, I was kind of confused with the commotion of like, couldn't we move later? And he said, no, that we couldn't move. And, you know, it's Travis. I think he realized this, that Heather was a little upset. So he basically said. And this other couple. And so I kind of had a little freak out where I was just like, I understand what he's saying, but I'm not sharing a bathroom. Yeah. And, and Travis was and like so a little we're bit in the embarrassed. Lobby and there's because like six workers there and they, they speak some English and we're this other couple. And she's like, I understand what you're saying, not being rude him, but just being like, well, I was forced. worse saying it to you because yeah. you were trying to like reiterate what he had said to us and, about not switching rooms. And she's and like, all I will not share a bathroom. I'm not having a shared bathroom. This and that. We'll wait. And like, you know, just kind of being a little. Uh, admonishing me a little bit and not just really you just the situation in the general situation. i could have been like really nice and just said oh no thank you i'm going to yes. wait but i was like just exhausted she was a little freaked tired out. this place you know so we, i expected the worst but then when the worst was actually the case it was not so much fun. so we then we were given the twin room to just rest in so that actually kind of quelled the fire a little bit because we we went down there they actually had super fast internet this one morning which hasn't happened since, since so no. maybe that was someone smiling upon us because I don't know. we, we got, got on the internet done, we, we got the to... work done we skype with my parents we booked some accommodations for when we go to thailand i just laid on the one twin bed didn't go under the covers or anything because we didn't want to make it dirty for them but we had about six hours in that twin room where we could just for five no, hours actually we were only in there for like Three hours because uh, around ten thirty. Okay, three hours. We left where to we go just get relaxed, lunch. and then we got to move into our our private room with our own bathroom. Which let me tell you guys, nothing to write home about. Nicer than the shared bathroom. Nicer than the shared bathroom, but like minimally nicer. So I would At leave least this if hostel. Hair in the drain, it's our own hair. I guess. Yeah. So there's also little bugs in there. Whatever. On a scale of one to ten, this would maybe be a two okay. at the highest. <laughs> That's like a generous two. At, all right. So and, says and two. my freak out, like, and so Travis wanted me to say something like that. I learned from this freak out, and all I can really say is that maybe I should be nicer when I get frustrated and overtired, and you know, have to pee in really disgusting places. But really what I learned from it, which I already knew, is that when it comes to situations like this, I would easily tap into any of our bank accounts or savings and just 
go to the Shangri-La for two nights. I would because I would. That's me. Travis would never do that. I am. And and he would sit there and be like, oh, no, we can't afford that. And it's like, no, we could afford it. Do we have to do it? No. But if we wanted to, we could. There but is no way I'm dropping everything. 175 extra dollars to sit in a hotel room at the Shangri-La versus this guest house, especially because right. we knew we wanted to be out there in Yangon. Everyone knows that I wouldn't. Everyone knows that you would. <laughs> and I would. What I thought but- <laughs> Heather would, should have learned, how about I tell them that, was that, you know, we we both compromise here. We give a little, you know, the, the little lifetime story behind this is we spend six nights in a place that's a little nicer than I might stay, which I enjoyed, but it was a little more expensive. We spent six yeah, 50 nights, bucks. Woo! six nights at cheap 60 with taxes, six nights at cheaper places. She gives a little bit. We enjoy it. Now we're heading to Thailand next where we're using our club Carlson points to stay at an awesome property, which would cost us $135 a night, but we're getting it for free using our hotel points. So what I thought she would have learned is that like, you know, sometimes we have to slum it up a little bit. And then when we can, we enjoy the nice things and we can get them for cheap because we did look to use hotel points in, in Yangon. There's no chain hotel, so we couldn't do that. So when given the option then, and when we can upgrade a little bit, we will. Right. Well, what I learned from this is, money, first we- of all, Travis... I did not demand to be taken to another hotel. That is true. I said it was fine if we stayed here. My freak out lasted like really short. It was like a minute. It was um, about one thirtieth of my freak out. <laughs> yes. And I'm only telling you what I would have done if given the choice, I would have gone to a better hotel. But um, I didn't demand one and I didn't say like we, we have to go. But what I did do when we had those three hours of really fast internet, I booked really nice places for Thailand and that made me feel better because I was literally then like counting down the, the minutes until we could leave, which, you know, I really have enjoyed Yangon. It's a really gritty, cool city. It has lots of amazing architecture. It has pretty good food. There are more like expats and tourists here. So there are people who speak English and there are some cool restaurants. It would be perfect if there were some cool, funky, neat, relatively decently priced guest houses. But as we've said, when that happens, probably more tourists will come and it'll lose some of that vibe. It'll lose some of it. It's a catch-22. And we'll, we'll discuss all that in our Burma Destination Diaries episode. But... Yeah, you you didn't. You didn't demand it. You did. It was only a short freak out and you have done really well. And I think we we put up with the guest house. I mean, to be fair, I would much, if given the choice, would I rather be here or the Shangri-La? Yeah, I'd rather be the Shangri-La. I'd rather be in a $70 one if it's nicer. It's not like I get some like crazy pleasure out of being in gross places. It's just that you if just I, get a crazy. I just like pleasure out of saving money, and I like value, and I don't see the value in a two hundred dollars. Well, and that's but, the thing too. There were some hotels that were like eighty or ninety dollars that would be more reasonable but if you we see really from the outside, and they the, look that you really could, you know, justify doing. But they also like didn't even have a pool or like anything cool. So I was like, not going to waste my money. I'm either going to go somewhere that it's really beautiful and has a pool or just slum it up in this guest house, which is what we did. 
So there you go. There Are you, go. you not entertained? Yeah. Our two travel freakouts. I, my- I sound like such a traveling diva, but I guess I have a little bit of street cred being that I have stayed in some pretty gross places for the past six nights. Thank yeah, you, you very much. Be, you can't be too much of a diva. You can rock your like $100 monogrammed leather bag. It was $160. And, <laughs> and, then be, and you actually did say the other day, I. it's very funny. I feel like I should be walking on the Shangri-La or the Strand Hotel, which is like 500 bucks because of the way I look and my outfits and the stuff I have. Travis, not come out of this on. Guest house. You're selling me out here. I'm not selling you out. I'm saying you are a traveling diva in the best ways, but then you'll slum it up for me. So I learned that I'm very glad that we have differences of opinions, but that we, and different traveling styles, but that we work together. So I hope you guys are entertained. I hope you realize it's okay to freak out. I hope you realize it's going to happen inevitably if you travel enough, no matter who you are. And I also hope that, you know, you could take away some of these lessons that we learned. Although Heather said she didn't really learn any. No. I definitely did learn a few. No, you know what, though? I have to say what I learned, I probably learned in the past because I used to freak out way more. This was, you did learn because there have been other, <laughs> ma- if if we were talking three years ago, yours would have been the master freak out yeah. and mine would have been the mine It would have for sure. because You would have demanded to be somewhere yeah. else when and we, we would have had to end up in the Shangri-La yeah. and I would have been pissed for three days. Because that's happened in the past. It's happened in the past. So everyone changes. So there you guys go. If you want to get any of the show notes or of course, any of our other podcasts, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Two from the archives that if you guys enjoyed this, I think you'll like. One is one that we call Within Two Hours of Landing in Italy. And all the craziness that happened with us, all the mistakes we made. All the things that went wrong. All the things that went wrong within two hours of us landing in Italy, what we did to remedy them and how we dealt with them. That was a really, really fun one to record. Similar to this one because we just kind of came on and talked about our experiences and laughed about it. Our other one that I recommend is our biggest travel mishaps, including getting stuck in Singapore, also being in an emergency room in Thailand and barbed wire. Some really good stories in there. So you want to check those ones out. I cannot tell you the episode number because I cannot get on the internet here. (laughs) So you'll just have to find them on iTunes. Or, of course, you can go to extrapackofpants.com slash pods. You can scroll through and find them that way. One more big shout out to our sponsor for this one, Tortuga Backpacks. If you guys are looking for a great backpack, go to tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. You'll get 10% off your order. So here we are. Signing off from Burma. We did record this. We only have one more night left, so I don't think we'll have another freak out. If we do, we'll have to record another episode. Yeah, I doubt we will because all I can think about now is that amazing rooftop pool in Bangkok that I'll be swimming in this time tomorrow. So thank you guys for all the support, as always, for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy happy free free travels. travels.